and welcome to the Tobacco Control Journal's podcast. This is our second podcast, and today we're going to be talking to Dr. Mohamed Sayopush, who is with the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and uh, he's written a really interesting paper about weight gain and smoking and the, the health effects of someone who continues to smoke versus someone who quits smoking and gains some weight, and whether there's any differences between their uh, mortality expectations and things like this. So we're very excited to talk to you. Hello. Hi, Becky. If we, we can just start off, you could tell me a little bit about your research and uh, what, what sort of drove you to write this paper. Uh, my research is basically in tobacco control. I've been writing, you know, doing research, writing papers, and applying for grants and so forth for about 15 years in the field of tobacco control. And I'm also interested in obesity and diet and exercise. So I write a f- you know, I, every once in a while I do a paper on that. And the reason I wrote this paper was just, you know, I, I thought about the idea and it seemed interesting. And I uh, looked for data sets that would address uh, the idea. And, you know, it, it, it was kind of a, it was a fun paper to write. Well, it's a really interesting one because obviously weight gain is a big fear for many smokers who are trying to quit. And I think given that there's sort of very real health effects from being overweight, these these fears aren't purely from a vanity point of view. But how comparable are the risks of current smoking versus being overweight? What are the differences in life expectancy? Yeah, well, I, I can tell you about the paper that, that we wrote. Uh, and that, that is true that many smokers who quit smoke, uh, who quit smoking gain weight. In fact, the majority of smokers gained between 3 and 10 kilos within 8 years of quitting, and most of this weight gain actually occurs within 3 months of quitting. Oh, wow, that, that early. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very noticeable for smokers then, for yeah. sure. And because of this uh, fact, post-cessation weight gain is reported by many smokers, especially women, as the main reason for not trying to quit. Mm-hmm. And also, about half of the smokers who have tried to quit but failed say that weight gain was the main reason. What? Now, weight gain puts ex-smokers, those who have quit, at the risk of diseases that are known to be caused by overweight and obesity. We know that overweight and obesity is associ- are associated with such diseases as diabetes, various types of cancers, cardiovascular diseases, and also respiratory diseases. And, and these are actually the same diseases that are caused by smoking. So the weight gain that results from a smoking cessation may increase the risk of some of the same diseases whose risks are reduced by smoking cessation, so which is interesting. So, so given these facts, naturally the question arises, which one is more detrimental to health, being a thin smoker or a fat ex-smoker? Mm, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and what's the answer? <laughs> so, so this is the question that we try to address uh, in the research. We looked at a nationally representative sample from the U.S. that included about 53,000 normal weight smokers and overweight or obese Mm ex-smokers. These people were followed anywhere between 2 to 20 years for information on mortality and cause of death. So we looked at mortality. So using these data, we were able to compare the risk of dying 
between normal weight smokers and overweight or obese ex-smokers. And uh, this is what we found. In terms of, I mean, we looked at mortality, like I said. We looked at mm-hmm. all-cause mortality, which is mortality from any cause. We also looked at mortality from all cancers combined, lung cancer, cardiovascular disease, respiratory diseases, and also type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. So we looked at all of these individually. And this is what we found. In terms of all-cause mortality, the risk of dying was 26% lower in obese ex-smokers than normal weight smokers among women. Oh, wow. Uh, among men, this risk reduction was 37%. Mm-hmm. In terms of mortality from cancers, all cancers together, we found that among women, the risk was 46% lower in obese ex-smokers than normal weight smokers. This risk reduction was 33% among men. We also found that in terms of mortality from lung cancer, the risk was 80% lower in obese ex-smokers than normal weight smokers among women. And this reduction in risk was 75% among men. And we found similar patterns in terms of mortality from respiratory and cardiovascular diseases. Now, in relation to diabetes, the, 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 the results were different. We found no difference among women, but among men, we found that the risk to be 90 per, 98% higher in obese ex-smokers than normal weight smokers. However, when we excluded from the analysis those who already had diabetes at baseline, this observed difference disappeared. Is so, that, do you mean they had diabetes while they were still smokers, do you mean? No, at baseline means when we started uh, following them. Oh, okay, sorry, yep, yeah. great. So, so, so some of these uh, 53,000 people, uh, when they were first interviewed for this study, already had diabetes. Yes. So when we controlled for that, then the, uh, uh, the, the difference disappeared. So in short, uh, to summarize the results, we found overwhelming evidence that risk of dying is substantially lower among obese or overweight ex-smokers compared to normal weight smokers. So I guess if you are a smoker and quitting and put on a few pounds, um, it's from a health point of view, you're still doing yourself an incredible favor by quitting smoking. It's it's very clear from your research. Yeah, that is that is the conclusion. Great. And so why why do smokers gain so much weight when they quit and can can they avoid this? Is there any good evidence to show what what can be done to prevent this weight gain? Yeah, well, the reason they uh, gain weight is that nicotine from tobacco increases uh, body's metabolic rate. Uh, and it, that in turn increases the number of calories that is, uh, that is burnt each day. Immediately after, after smoking a cigarette, the heart rate increases uh, by 10 to 20 beats per minute. So that's one reason. So metabolic rate increases. Also, smoking is, a, is an appetite suppressant. So when people stop smoking, their appetite comes back. 
and 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 furthermore uh, smoking is a it suppresses the sense of taste yes. and so quitters they get their sense of taste back and they desire uh, food uh, delicious food more often <laughs> well chocolate <laughs> tastes even better when you're a non-smoker wow yeah, yeah. so, uh, so in, mm. in terms of what we can do mm-hmm. to reduce this post post cessation weight gain there's actually a recent Cochrane Collaboration Systematic Review on this topic. It is on the topic of interventions for preventing weight gain after smoking. So this review looked at numerous studies that tested the effectiveness of various medications and behavioral programs that have been proposed to limit post-cessation weight gain. So according to this uh, Cochrane Review study, they concluded that none of the medications tested had an effect on weight gain after treatment stopped, so no effect of medication. Also, none of the low-calorie diets that were tested were helpful in the long term. Mm. They also looked at weight management education with uh, so published articles that 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 uh, examined the effect of weight management education. And they found that this alone uh, does not limit weight gain. However, they found uh, evidence for, uh, in support of the effectiveness of weight management education combined with personalized weight management support. And by this, they mean such uh, such things as tailored diet and exercise recommendations based on a person's age, gender, weight, uh, exercise habits, and diet. So, so they did find some interventions that were useful, and these were a combination of weight management education and personalized weight management support. Great. And I've obviously, I mean, those are some of the similar things we recommend to people trying to quit is that they seek support as well. So um, it leads me to my next question then. So how in public health can we address this? Are we maybe, are we too divided into specific health issues? Do we separate out tobacco and obesity too much? Do we need better approaches to things like quitting smoking and weight gain, seeing as they seem to go hand in hand? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think we are divided uh, on these two fronts, but at, uh, but I think the obesity control advocates and researchers uh, hopefully are learning the lessons that tobacco control people, uh, uh, you know, there are many strategies. You know, tobacco control has been like one of the most uh, successful public health uh, efforts in the past century. Absolutely. So I'm I'm hoping that obesity control um, scholars put put lessons learned from tobacco control into use and apply them to obesity control. And a lot of those lessons are, are in fact applicable. 
Yeah, and particularly from a policy point of view, I know my colleagues who I sit next to who work in obesity are very envious of the advertising bans we have and the mass media campaigns and the packaging legislation, and that yeah. we're just not we're just not there in, in obesity control. Exactly. Yeah, I, I am envious too. <laughs> 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 I, although I'm in tobacco control, but because of my interest in obesity, I am very envious. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm I'm just wondering, I'm thinking from a smoker's point of view, you know, you're doing something really quite a, a good achievement, remarkable achievement, quitting smoking, doing something for your health, and then you gain some weight, and, you know, that can be really just derail your attempt. Should we maybe be giving a message to smokers that it's okay to gain a bit of weight and, and to go easy on yourself and, and be gentle and maybe, you know, take those pounds off later after you're sure you've you've quit smoking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our research uh, shows that although quitting smoking may result in weight gain, this risk does not outweigh the benefits of quitting, at least in terms of mortality. So smoking cessation interventions can use this information to tailor their messages to negate the fear of weight gain that is commonly associated with quitting. These interventions, I think, should specifically target women given that women say that weight gain is a major barrier to smoking cessation. So the main message to be given to smokers is that even if they gain weight because of quitting smoking, it is still a healthier option than continuing to smoke. Fantastic. Easy. That's a quick and easy one for people to understand. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That was really interesting, and I'm sure that uh, people listening to the uh, podcast will think this is really fascinating research as well. So thank you very much. You're welcome.